Hey everyone, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Friday, March 20th, and you know, today's going to be a little bit different. Um, I always love when I went to school and, um, uh, and the teacher would do something different on Fridays that she would, or he would, you know, there was something that I remember in sixth grade, we would go out under this tree and, and sing, uh, songs. Like I had a great sixth grade teacher. Gosh, I wonder if he was a Christian. I don't know. But, um, we'd sing songs together or we would do something a little, a little bit more fun. And so I thought we'd do that today. Um, I, this is going to be an, uh, an interview, not even an interview, a conversation with, uh, one of my really close and good friends, Francis Chan, who, just a few weeks ago, moved to China, moved to Hong Kong. And a lot of people told him, you're going to the belly of the beast. Like, uh, coronavirus is like, this is the hotbed of it. This is like the center of it. And um, he moves there, and then the U.S. has a huge outbreak uh, of it. it is, it's ironic and weird and funny, uh, but not funny. I don't know. But so I just, we've been um, WhatsApping back and forth. And uh, I just said, hey, let's just record a podcast because there's all kinds of things I love to talk to you about. Um, you're like living in the future. You're like literally like three months ahead of us. So what is it like there? And what can we learn? What can the church learn? So this is more of a meta podcast, like the church, big picture, but also lands with like how are we to look at it. So it's a little bit longer. Um, you can maybe break this up if you want to. But um, here's my conversation over Zoom. So there might be some crazy background noise and stuff, but over Zoom with my good friend, Francis Chan. Okay, so um, I'm here with uh, my good friend, Francis Chan. Him and I have known each other for like like 10 years or something yeah. like that for a long time. We were in San Francisco for a while and we spent a lot of time like eating really cheap, amazing food together, going on tons of kind of prayer walks and praying on the beach, surfing sometimes, and then golfing a ton, and just had a really good chance to get to know each other over the last several years. Um, but you recently moved to China, like three yes. weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, pretty much exactly three weeks ago. I think right when the virus broke out in the US that day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And okay, so you're like, you're in, you're in Hong Kong. Yes, yeah, and uh, it's been great, it's been amazing. So you're like in the future, like, <laughs> Meaning you're like two months, what it, when it, like in December, so you're like three months ahead of us in yeah. this coronavirus outbreak. So what's it like in China right now? What does it feel like? What is it like? What has it been like? Yeah, well, in Hong Kong, I mean, it's, it's like pretty well contained here. I mean, all the schools are shut down. The businesses are just going nuts because, you know, I have a friend who owns a bunch of restaurants and she's just getting creamed um but she says the saving grace is everyone is losing their shirt so something has to happen yeah um but other than that life goes on you know like things feel pretty normal other than every single person has a face mask yeah Um, and uh people are careful they take your temperature everywhere you go in um but i don't know we've got to ton of freedom to go and do whatever we want so i don't feel very limited by it at all has it been like that for a while i mean you obviously only been in three weeks but was there ever a time where everyone was quarantined to their house kind of like san francisco is right now i don't believe so um it hasn't been since i've been here but i don't think that 
was ever the case here. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of what we're going through right now. Everyone kind of is lock, on lockdown. I mean, you're still able to go and walk to your dog and go for a walk and go to the store. But is there like social distancing there? Are they, is that a huge thing they're saying there? Not really, because like we're on the train together every day and people are crowding in. And um, so that seems fine. Uh, yeah, we never went to that extreme that I know, of, at least not in Hong Kong. I believe yeah. in Wuhan they did. Yeah, totally. So what I what you and I have been kind of WhatsApping about back and forth since you moved there was like the craziest thing is like you've been preparing people yeah. for this like this thing for yeah. years like yeah. and your thing was and I remember you know when you first started really praying through it and thinking about it actually when you first moved to San Francisco and you tried different yeah. things out but it really landed on house church movement like you were saying the church has to adapt and change because the future of the church isn't this like giant big mega church though i've never seen you be like you hate the mega church you're just like it has to be different yeah so what do you make of this time i mean and you and then you leave you you start these house churches in san francisco and then you leave and then churches are banned almost it's kind of like you're not allowed to meet anymore like what do you make yeah. of it's crazy what do you make of that it is it is really insane that i've been preaching this for like 10 years and then you know three weeks after I leave, it's enforced. Um, I, you know, my, my concern was the resiliency of the church. Yeah. You no, know, like, I mean, God wants us to be so strong, like invincible. And we set up a system that was so dependent financially. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's just like economically, uh, the country has to be in a certain place in order for the church to exist. Yeah. That is not the church I read about in scripture yeah. or that, you know, politically or the government has to allow these certain exemptions. Otherwise, the church is going to fall apart or um, believers need uh, to hear a sermon by Dave Lomas or else they won't know what to do. Yeah. Like that. That is crazy. Yeah. Like we, we, we need to be so much stronger than that. Um it's just like raising my kids. I don't want, hey, if something happens to Lisa and I, they're, they're toast. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to raise them to where, no, this is the way it's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be able to stand on your own two feet. And mom and dad aren't going to be here forever. And you've got to start your own family. And mm. I'm just really trying to look at my people, the whole church that way of going, I'm not doing my job if you are still dependent upon me, you know, five years into this thing. Yeah. What do you think is a good dependency? Because I think what's happening right now is both, both, I think, I feel like two things are happening. One, um, at, at one level, uh, people are, they don't get the regular fix from a Sunday gathering and people that really love them, um, the beautiful like gathering of God's people on a Sunday. That's basically not allowed right now in a lot of places around the world, but especially here in the Bay Area, not allowed. So there, there's one thing that, that's, that's good and that pushes people to a resilience. Like what was your faith based on? Was it this thing that yeah. you went to or was, did you have a, a relationship with God in a way where it was resilient enough to go through anything? Yeah. So there's that layer, which I 100% agree with. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think about the layer of just pastoral care, like people needing uh, a pastor yeah. like yeah. where 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 do you think that fits in in some of this conversation 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, uh, I think a lot of people need a pastor right now, for sure. Um, but it's kind of like what Paul said to the Corinthians. Um, many of you should be teachers by now. Mm. And yet here I am feeding you still. Mm. Um, wow, yeah. So I think it's a great wake-up call to those who have been in the church for a while. Like, hey, you're still awfully needy, you know, after this long. And yet, you know, you were saved to be a disciple maker. Mm. Like you were supposed to lead at some point. Um and so I think it, it opens our eyes to our discipleship, to how we shepherd. Um, we're supposed to be training people to disciple others. So at times like this, we're like, hey, I'm okay. You know, I'm thriving in the Lord. And not only that, but it's been a great opportunity for me to impact those around me. And then for those who aren't there, it's, uh, you know, it's God's grace at this point that there are things like this where, you know, you could Zoom someone else and, and kind of be discipled online in some ways, encouraged yeah. online. I know they're not, you know, just saying, hey, you, you can't. I mean, you can meet from six feet away. So, yeah. you know, there's still, like, things you can do within the law that are totally fine. And to get serious about those, because who knows when this is going to be taken away. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we've been thinking about too. Like, what is, where's is this going to go? I mean, that's yeah. why I kind of look at um, China, Italy, places that are way ahead of us. Like, where is this going to, going to go? And then what is that? What do we do? How do we respond as pastors to get our people? This is the thing that I was kind of, you and I were talking about a couple of weeks yeah. ago when it was kind of moving to a house church model before they shut everything yeah. down. Uh, meaning, meaning even small gatherings shutting down, like, can the, can the church show up and, and take their place in being the church? Can show and show up having studied the scriptures themselves, everyone showing up with encouragement, like you see in Corinth, right? Showing up with a word, showing up with a, uh, even a prophecy, like showing up with something. Can people show up um, and, and know how to like read a Psalm and, and mm -hmm. sing the doxology, you know, um, without like a, an amazing worship leader. Can people show up and continue to encourage each other singing hymns or singing uh, yeah. psalms, can that continue yeah. to happen? And I think what this has done is it's pushed us into this activation. Like you, um, there is something to care for people that are going through really hard things right now. Financially, we see that happening, um, even emotionally, but that, that doesn't necessarily always have to happen from the, the pastor. It can happen and must happen from within the body. Yeah. So it's like body act. It's almost like every member ministry, but pushed into that. Yeah. Like you have to do that. It is. And I mean, my hope through this, you know, like right now, I mean, as far as for churches, for people like you, pastors, to not be thinking, oh, I can't wait till it gets back to normal. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, I think, I mean, honestly, I, uh, I feel like that's foolish thinking mm -hmm. to go, oh, um, because nothing like this is ever going to happen again. So let's just get through it and go back to normal. But you have to be thinking like this is going to become more and more normal. Hmm. The writing's on the wall. It's time to start thinking through how do I make people resilient? Like this could be a great warning for hmm. like God's grace. Of, okay, see how unprepared you were? Okay, because next time, you know, it may not end. 
There's yeah. so many different things that can happen that lead to this. I wasn't even thinking a virus that would <laughs> get us to this point, right? There's just so many other things that I don't need to go into right now. Um, so it's, it's like, that's, that's one thought. And then the other thing, exactly what you said is coming out of this, there's going to be such a, uh, change of things where people are really in need of each other and so the worst thing that could happen out of this is for people to get used to just watching an online sermon and mm-hmm. calling that church but yeah. you know, or assuming like oh we're going to be distanced no we are so incredibly powerful mm-hmm. as believers in jesus christ filled with the spirit like you and i can get so much closer through this by the power of the spirit. Yeah. Um, despite not having a formal gathering or whatever else, we're just capable of so much and we need to be because financially everything's gonna be a wreck. People are in greater need and the church better have deeper relationships than, oh, that's the guy I attend a service with. Yeah. Um, but now it's time for the church to be like that early church where you have this, hey, what's mine is yours. Man, we're, you know, I mean, Dave, I mean, just telling you face-to-face kind of like, you yeah. know, like you're okay. Um, as long as I'm okay, I've got you taken care of one way or another. We'll figure it out together because we're brothers. We have that relationship. And those are the types of relationships that need to be built even during this time somehow figure out a way yeah yeah i think that's kind of what i've been i've been thinking of how this is allow this is eradicated the rows like everyone sitting facing forward yes, yes, and is has brought us even virtually like in a circle how it's brought us face to face with people probably even more so than church on sunday like yeah. i feel sometimes yeah. recently i've been feeling more intimate with people even through zoom like more connected, more longing, almost like Paul writing to Rome, to Rome. Like, I can't wait to see you like in person. And there, there is this, it feels like this mutuality is even more heightened right now. And I feel like I'm hope that my hope is that the church doesn't just like kind of hang on, do everything they do, but they do it in an online way and then go back to normal. I want the, the way I've been praying is I want there to be like this reset, like a renewal happening in the church that the church sees itself as like every single member sees itself as a vital part of making everything that's true in the scriptures, like everything like that happen. Like we're all a part of that. It doesn't just happen up front. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm excited about it because it people, these conversations that you're talking about are happening also because people are talking about serious things now. Yeah. They're open to talking about life and death and their fears and the future and the financial insecurity and, uh, and just looking at the death toll around the world and caring about that. Whereas normally we can talk about just mundane things of, oh, I, you know, had the best coffee today or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just that stuff's just goofy now. It's and so crazy how like that, yeah, like the I things know. that. I would love to do by going down the street to get a good cup of like pour over coffee. It's just gone. And yeah. I haven't thought about it. I'm yeah. thinking about so much 
higher yeah. things that feel not that that's bad i mean god yeah. god is in a pour over coffee i believe that but like it's a different thing you don't i don't like confession at the at the end of every night i just could not wait to um you know after the baby goes to bed and stuff like that just mindlessly watch golf videos <laughs> i'm a, i'm just confession i just yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ash would just like make fun of me. She's like, are you watching golf again? I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's this thing. I don't know. And yeah. that has not happened. That even entered my mind in the last couple. Yeah. It's just like everything's reset. And my mind is so much at a different place right now. Usually go yeah. and read and then pray and then think about this. And, and I think I've heard that kind of across, like everyone, it's like a clean slate, you know, yeah. like everyone's yeah. thinking of deeper things right now. Were, were those golf videos about how to win when you bet? Yeah. Those golf videos are how do I beat you under pressure? <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, the conversations now can be so good because here's the thing I really want people to get out of this time is <laughs> we're talking about all the things we're losing, um, the freedoms we're losing, and forgetting how – what a huge thing we still have. Hmm. Like, like you can get alone with the creator of the universe. If someone told you, hey, right now, you can shut the door and speak to the person who made, like spoke the entire universe into existence, and he will literally listen to you. Hmm. Do you understand how much bigger, like, exponentially like just crazy is so much bigger that is than any of this stuff yeah. and you realize like when we say like you and i can get in a room and take a piece of bread and drink from this cup and there's a sense in which it will be like jesus christ the creator has walked into the room and there's a reality to that. Mm -hmm. It's not just make believe like mm -hmm. that just puts all of, we have to learn how to put that into perspective. Yeah. Everything that's, it, it's like, okay, just like you don't want to like the golf video seems silly. Now we can get to a point where our hunger for even a Dave Loma sermon or whatever else it's just like, oh my gosh, what a joke. I was just in the presence yeah. of God Almighty, yeah. and I spoke to him. This is insane. Why have I not loved prayer this much? Why have I not loved communion this much? Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh I've been calling it like a um like a like the a new monastery. I feel like we're new monastics where you go away and you actually escape the world so you can have more both more empathy for the world but actually come in more union with god and it feels like and this is the the grace in it all it feels like god's conspiring somehow in this for the church to do that even i think even not the church the pe people to do that yes. they, if they embrace this moment like they can they can more come in contact with true reality and realize that all the other stuff wasn't as real as this and i think that could be one of the graces that we find in a moment like this which i think is yeah. like a beautiful invitation like you can for all those people that like didn't like i don't know if i had time to pray people literally have time now you have time 
to, instead of being anxious, to pray. We have the time now. Now, we're almost four, I hope that we're almost nudged into using that time well. Um, how yeah, do you think? Okay. Something real quick about that. I mean, just as a dad, every once in a while, you know, it's kind of weird, but I love it. Like when one of my kids is sick and uh, everyone else is gone and they've got nowhere to go except to me. You know, mm, yeah. We just sit there and cuddle and, and just talk and you can't go to school. It's just you and me. And we've got we to gotta remember that scripture says like he's jealous for the spirit that he's put in us yeah and that this is this could also be just the desire of god the father that wants you to be alone with him yeah and not to try to run to something else like binge on netflix or something mm -hmm. stupid like that mm -hmm. but to go oh man god's calling me to be alone with him yeah this is awesome this is amazing yeah i think every <clears throat> a few times a year i get away to do a personal retreat and I don't really, I don't have like any like social things or any computers or anything. And so I can't run to golf videos or whatever, you know, Netflix, whatever. Yeah. And I find myself at the end, just being so acquainted with God that I just, I can't wait to meet with him again. Yeah. And this is like, I think this cloistered life that we have right now, there yeah. is an opportunity there that we can get to know God more than, more than ever. And yeah. I think it's a really, really beautiful thing. Um, okay, how does, uh, find, this is a question that I kind of really wanted to get to, because I think that, I really think that you have been someone who's been a, a prophetic voice in our world. Um, uh, and I think it's a really important, important voice. So I think I would like just to ask you, oh, no pressure. I, just that's yeah. a big setup now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but how does the church embrace this moment? I mean, I think it's what we've been talking about, um, but how, how does the, not just individual um, Christians, but the church, uh, the yous in the church, the you all, the, not just you, but you all, how do we, the church, embrace this moment that we're in? Gosh, I, I think one, um, I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff already, but one thing that I feel like could be a beautiful byproduct of this is is unity hmm. um i mean sometimes it takes something like this to where i mean i was just seeing as i was leaving the church getting so divided everyone hmm. just so believing in their individual opinion their own theology their own methodology everyone's so stupid except for me hmm. um and we were going nowhere. Uh, we were just a bunch of individuals where Christ said, it's gonna be by your love for one another, that oneness, that unity that he prayed for. He says, that's the way the world was going to believe. That was his design. Mm -hmm. And can we use this as a reset? Sometimes when there's something that's out of our control, where we go, gosh, uh, I don't remember in my lifetime something where we just felt like we can't solve this right now. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that there is no vaccine yet, and we don't know if there's going to be, are there going to be more diseases like this? And can it be a time where we go, okay, can we just put aside all the dumb things we were fighting about before and become perfectly one and support each other? Because literally, first of all, people are dying, like they're dying. 
okay? Mm. It's whatever you and I were fighting about, okay, forget it. Like we're talking about people going to an eternity apart from Christ. And this is the greatest opportunity we've had in my lifetime, again, where people are open to talking about death and their mm. fear of death. And for us to go, man, that's the last thing I fear. Yeah. I, like seriously, like literally, uh, that is a gain for me. Like if, if this is it for me to see the one that I love and to build one another up and encourage one another and go, man, remember what we believe. This is the time when we experience the peace of Christ. It's almost like when I love that, that uh, and I forget the passage, but when Jesus is talking about the end times and everything is going, being it's just chaotic and mm-hmm. everyone's going nuts. And he goes, lift up your heads for mm-hmm. your redemption is near. Yeah, like yeah, everyone's yeah. going crazy and we're just like, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. I'm not saying that's what's happening right now. I'm just saying it's in that chaos that believers are supposed to lift up their heads. And it's like we're glowing. Like Psalm 34 says, like those who look to him are radiant and their faces will never be ashamed. Hmm. And man, let's encourage each other to be those men and women during that time, this time, to be that light and to have that heart of love that is not hoarding by goes, I've actually got extra. How can I help you? Yeah. Wow. That's so good. Unity is, when you were saying that, I got this sense, and I don't know how long to last, what every church is online, what makes you a part of what church or not one church at this, at this point, you know, everyone's online, no one's gathered. So everyone's just part of a one, almost like one church now, what church you go to? Yeah. I don't really go to a church. Yeah. I, yeah. I am the church. Yes. And it's an opportunity to be so unified. Again, I'm not making a theological statement on that because I actually have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like that. Like I don't actually, I don't actually go to ch- every, uh, I'm the, I'm the church now. And I yeah. wonder that invitation of like the church is unifying around things that have divided them before because the, the, the thing, the essential thing right now is life, death, eternity, Christ, like those things get boiled down to those things. And what an opportunity just to like become one church globally. So what about like, it feels like a, a lot of this is, uh, a lot of our churches right now are online only yeah. churches. Yeah. yeah. But that can, that can go away too. I know. That's the thing is, okay. And that's why I go take advantage of every opportunity you have while you have it. Yeah. So right now to go, okay, I can get resourced online. I can get discipled online, you know, through these types of interactions yeah. with real people. I'm not talking about just reading a bunch of stuff. I'm talking about having connections with real shepherds. Um, and to do that because the internet can go away in a split second. Yeah. We, we always feel like the internet is God. It is invincible. It will always be <laughs> it's, oh. it's all the, all the omnis, omnipresent, yes. omnipower, yeah. omnipotent. <laughs> it is. But it's like we, I have to look at myself in the mirror and go, am I a person that can survive no matter what? Yeah. You cut me off from everyone. And you put me in a dangerous situation, even possibly without a physical Bible. Yeah. And I'm just going, I'm good. 
I'm yeah. good. Yeah. And that's what I'm raising all my kids to be like, look, you can't, dad's not always going to be here. Internet may not always be here. Your Bible physically, you better be memorizing this. And we have to be just believers who go, I'm fearless. Put me anywhere. Yeah. I don't need a giant gathering. I don't need someone to preach to me. I don't need, those are all good things. And yeah, I'm not all good tools. That, yeah. You know, anti first Corinthians, like I don't need you type of attitude. Yeah. I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm resilient. I'm invincible. Yeah. Holy Spirit's in me. I've studied the word and stick me in a hole by myself and, you know, or in a country where everyone hates believers and there's no internet and I'm good. And, man, let's prepare for that. We should have been prepared for that anyways. Yeah. But now, yeah, I think, yeah, the, I don't think the answer is like, we can't meet in person. The answer is the internet. I don't think the answer is the internet. Yeah. I think the answer is the spirit. Amen. And the answer is like, yeah, you, you said like every single one of us being a authentic, resilient disciple of Jesus. And like you said, and we, and we can go anywhere and we'll, we'll be disciples and we'll make disciples. That's ultimately where every pastor wants every member of their church to be. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Last thought on that topic was, you know, one time I took the kids on vacation, you know, to the snow and I'm like nothing electronic the whole time. And they're all just like, what, you know, like you're telling me three days with nothing. Like I go, just trust me on this. You know, and so we're sledding, snowball fights, everything, no TV, no nothing, nothing electronic. And at the end of three, four days, they're like, Dad, that was the best. We have to do that every year. Yeah. And I'm just going, that's exactly what this can be, is you will find out that there are things better than what you thought. You, you know, where, oh my gosh, being alone with the Lord, having deep conversations with my brothers and sisters, like some of that stuff that I thought was actually helpful actually made my life worse in some ways. And now how do I streamline all of that, simplify and get deeper in the things that God created us for? Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, totally, totally. And I, I would just say man everyone just the safest thing we can always do is to humble ourselves um, for an almighty god be thankful in every situation and believe that during this time you can grow deeply in your love of christ and of his body and don't just assume this is a break in the action uh, this is, this is the time, this is a great opportunity to grow so deeply with Christ and deeply in your commitment uh, to others in the body of Christ. We, I typically try to end these podcasts with like a, a meditative prayer. Would you lead us in just a, a prayer um, yes. uh, of un, union with God, just like practicing union yes. with God right now? Yes. Father, you tell us that you're knocking on the door and that if we open that door, that you'll come in and dine with us and live with us and dwell with us. That you're a God of relationship 
eternal trinity. Just a, a oneness, Lord, that you want for your body with you and with each other. God, I thank you that your spirit, Lord, is so powerful and nothing can separate us from your love. No virus, no lack of formal gatherings. God, we are invincible by the power of your spirit. God, during this time, I just pray for my brothers and sisters that they would enjoy, that they would delight, that they would use this as an opportunity rather than a roadblock, Lord. They would see things as you see them. God, they would draw near to you and near to each other. So, Lord, right now, for everyone who's listening and praying with me right now, Lord, may they sense from the core of their being that they are one with you. And may that cause a rejoicing that nothing can take away. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.